0: KABU is proud to co-sponsor the Portland Folk Music Society's concert season, which this month features the Honey Whiskey Trio, November 16th, 7.30 p.m. at the Reedwood Friends Church in Southeast Portland.
1: Through harmony,
0: melody, instruments, and body percussion, these three women weave their music. They won the 2013 Harmony Sweepstakes National Competition. That's the Honey Whiskey Trio, Friday, November 16th. On November 30th, Legends of the Celtic Harp with Patrick Ball appear in a pre-holiday program. For more information, go to the website, kboo.fm, and look on the right side of the homepage under Community Events.
2: Ever wonder what happens to your Fred Meyer reward points? Now you can turn them into excellent community radio by linking your Fred Meyer rewards card to KBU. Look up KBOO or our ID number 86634 at fredmeyer.com forward slash community rewards. Every time you use your card, KBU will get money. Your rebates, discounts, and gas bonuses are unaffected. With your Fred Meyer reward card, You can turn cheese puffs or office supplies or cat litter into support for KBOO. Go to fredmeyer.com forward slash community rewards, all one word, and link your card to KBOO. KBOO Portland.
1: Flashpoint's Over a dozen people arrested fighting to protect the people's right to vote and have it counted in the Georgia governor's race. Also, Amazon's multi-city headquarters scam, Queens, New York, and Crystal City, Washington, are only the latest cities to fall prey to the false promises of Jeff Bezos. And Paul Ryan takes as one of his final actions as Speaker of the House to perpetuate the bloody U.S.-supported Saudi war against Yemen which is creating famine and perpetuating a cholera epidemic there. I'm Dennis Bernstein. All this straight ahead on Flashpoints. Stay tuned. And you're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. Well, this will not be the first time or the last time you hear about this battle uh, for the right to vote uh, in Georgia. And that battle continues. Uh, uh, yesterday, there were over, I guess, 15 arrests, uh, including uh, State Senator Nakima Williams, uh, because uh, it looks like uh, the leaders in the state don't want to count the votes and just want to uh, uh, declare Kemp the victor. So that battle continues. Uh, and in one moment, we'll be joined by Latasha Brown. She's co founder of Black Voters uh, Matter. But let's listen to a little sound. Uh, this is the sound of Senator Williams getting arrested yesterday in the Capitol.
2: I stood peacefully next to my constituents because they wanted their voices to be heard no. and now I'm being arrested and now I'm being arrested. What's her name? Nikima Williams, State Senator for District 39.
1: Did they tell you why? What, what are they charging you? with?
2: Because I did not disperse. I did not leave the floor, the legislature is in a special session. We, The Senate convened at 10 a.m. this morning, I've been here since 9 a.m. And because I didn't leave the floor when they said everyone must disperse, I'm being arrested.
1: And uh, as you could hear, Senator Nakima Williams standing with uh, her supporters uh, arrested uh, for a point. The point is free and fair elections uh, in Georgia, a state where blood was spilled for the right of uh, people to vote, of uh, people of color in particular to vote. Uh, joining us to talk more about this is Latasha Brown. She's co founder of Black uh, Voters Matter. Latasha Brown, welcome to Flashpoints.
2: Thank you
1: for having me um, and thank you for discussing this topic. Uh, And speak up right into the phone there. Could you uh, describe what's the latest in terms of the battle for the vote uh, and to have every vote counted there?
2: Currently, what we're waiting, there is a group of organizations, particularly C4 organizations, that have um, really been taking lead on this and launched a campaign called Count Every Vote, that there was a judge ruling earlier in the week um, that said that every single vote from absentee ballots to provisional ballots had to be counted. There were several counties that went on and certified the election without every vote being counted. And so part of our contention, um, and, uh, and even from the campaign, want to make sure that every single vote is counted. What it, it appears that there's over seventy thousand votes that are still out there. And as um if the seventy thousand votes, um if the Abrams campaign, if they're getting at least twenty thousand of those votes, it will actually run um uh go into a runoff election. And so people want not so much in terms of, you know, whether it's what, regardless of whether you're a Kemp supporter or Abram supporter, what those of us that are on the front lines of really protecting democracy are really demanding and seeking is that every single ballot that was counted should be, I mean, that was cast, should be voted. There are a lot of provisional ballots that have not uh, that have not been certified, but more importantly, the absentee ballots have not been counted. So what we've been waiting on is for, we've actually had to look at, at remedy from the court, and there's been a couple of court rulings this week um, to actually kind of push the envelope. We have not heard from Uh, The Secretary of State's office to really we're really waiting to hear to make sure that this election, um, the judge ruling on earlier in this week said that Friday, that it was an extension um, until this Friday, but that every vote had to be counted. Those votes had been cast. The votes that they put aside that they needed to be counted. And so we're continuing to be diligent about making sure that every single vote that was cast is in fact counted. That's the only way we think that you can get free and fair election.
1: Now, Brian Kemp, uh, the former Secretary of State until very recently, um, pulled out every stop, every dirty trick in the book uh, to win this election. Let's be realistic. Uh, Among those things, he called in uh, the Justice Department and Homeland Security to investigate voter fraud in an 11th hour accusation against Stacey Abrams. Uh, This has really been a battle, uh, and uh, the heart of the matter is... The fact that people died in this state uh, to have the vote. And here is the possibility of the first uh, African-American mayor, uh, governor to ever be elected in the country. Uh, And it doesn't, you know, the optics here are ugly. You want to talk a little bit about, you know, the bottom line here. What's the driving force? Why the fight is so uh, strong coming out of the Abrams campaign?
2: Absolutely, I think there's two things. I think there's one around the fight around the Abrams campaign and people are supporting Stacey Abrams just because she is an amazing progressive candidate. And what we're seeing is we're seeing the rising up of progressive folks. Um, Smart candidates of people of color were not the traditional candidates that you see in the South, where uh, there's these moderate. There are oftentimes there's been kind of this framework that the only people that can win in the South they have to be either uber conservative or if they're a Democrat they've got to appeal to this conservative base. What I think Stacey Abrams has actually demonstrated in her campaign is that there is a real hunger and need and desire for a progressive, forward-thinking candidate, and because of that, her candidacy. Um, Brought a lot of excitement. There was a lot of excitement and engagement around her candidacy because of what she represents, and I think because she identifies and people know that in terms of her experience, her life experience, she's been diligent about supporting voting rights work. That that in itself has really been a clearing call for for communities to really want to go out and vote and support her. But I think there's a second issue here, which is an issue around the question of democracy. That ultimately, what they're, they're those of us that are saying that aside from the candidates that we support, our candidate, um, whoever it is that we support. Aside from that, while those of us that that are supporting Stacey and want Stacey to win, that there's a deeper issue around democracy here, that here it is in 2018, and we're dealing with issues that we've seen um, around voter suppression that we've seen historically in the South. You know, on Election Day, just to give a taste of some of the audience of some of the things that we saw, you know, in the... and within a five-year span, um, Brian Kemp's office purged 1.5 million voters from the voting rolls. Right. Um, in addition to that, he instituted this process that was called the exact match. The um, legislation was exact match. That how you are uh, you sign your name um, on your voter file, your original. That that as you're casting your vote, that anything that's different if it if, if your signature looks a little different if you put your initial and um anything, it could be a dot. We know that that is, that wasn't about uh, protecting the vote. What that was about is that's a tactic around voter suppression. We also saw on de- we saw on the day of election, when we were out going from, from polls to polls, there were some sites, polling sites, particularly on the, on the black side of town, or African American polling sites, that normally had 30 machines, had 15 machines. We could actually tell prior to, from the early vote, that we knew that this was going to be a high turnout election. So why is it that on election day, there's actually less machines than more machines, right, to accommodate folks? There were places that had machines that didn't have power cords. There were pla- there are people who went and stood in line. These are working folks that stood in line for three, four hours because the Secretary of State did not make the provisions to make sure that people could vote in a timely fashion. Then we had the purge of 50 53,000 um, vote registrations, where there were people who registered to vote, but that Brian Kemp um, decided that there was something um, um, that they did not necessarily meet the standard that he had set for voter registration. So he just cast 53,000 people to the side. So every there's a spectrum of voter suppression. We saw that in a myriad of ways, from from the from the voter registration process to the actual who who actually had to re-register who whose registration was accepted to all the way to election day when what accommodations were made for whom to really be able to be an extra barrier to inconvenience folks. So because of that, there were some of us and as an individual voter, myself along with four other voters, actually had to sue the Secretary of State. So we actually brought a suit on the day of election Um, uh, through Protect Democracy were our attorneys, to actually sue Brian Kemp to force him out of that position that he would not necessarily oversee the election process going forward. He, in fact, resigned from that seat, and so now he's no longer over the election process. He should have done that from the beginning because it was a huge conflict of interest, but at least as in terms of going forward, we wanted to make sure that there was at least some equitable, fair process that every vote that has been cast would
1: be counted now i want to um ask you about the arrest of uh, senator nakima williams who has been a very strong supporter uh of uh, uh Ms. abrams and who represents a very Uh, important group of uh, people, mostly women, domestic workers uh, and uh, home care workers, uh, the kind of people that have maybe come out for the first time in support uh, of a candidate like uh, Ms. Abrams. You want to talk about the arrest and the significance of her being arrested in her own uh, state house?
2: That's right. Absolutely. So, Nikema Williams, who happens to be my state senator, so I'm very, very proud to say that she's my state senator, was um, she, along with several organizations, or organizations who have been um, anchoring the Count Every Vote campaign, went to the state capitol in the Rotunda, and they were asking for, they were protesting around Count Every Vote. She was standing there in the Rotunda. Now, technically, because she is in session and she is a state senator, she had had every right to be in the rotunda standing with her constituents. Um matter of fact, they didn't even have she wasn't supposed to be arrested. It was technically, as far as I'm concerned, it was illegal for her the for them to arrest her because she had the right to stand in that space. And so what wound up happened, she along with sixteen other people, there were a total of 17 people who were actually arrested for protesting Um, and and it was interesting because there's this image that I wish I could paint this image for people that are listening, that what you saw is you saw folks that were actually standing for democracy, and you saw this sea of state troopers that were standing there like they were ready to go to war, and it it was just so reminiscent to me. I'm a native of Selma, Alabama. It was so reminiscent to me of kind of this clash between the state and community and, and, and people. So here we are in a democracy in this space that is that is um, populated by people who all they are asking and requesting is that democracy is served by counting every vote. Here is a state senator. I certainly believe that her ref was politically motivated because as she was literally just standing there. And if anyone had the right to stand there in the um, in the rotunda, right? She had the right, particularly since the they were in session, and she, as a state senator, you know, in addition to her being a state senator, though, she also leads um, Care and Action, which is a C four of the National Domestic Workers, and is leading an amazing amount of work. And she had people on the ground that were doing work, and were, and that's why I think it's that were doing canvassing, she had domestic workers a part of her network. Door to door, they did an amazing amount of work, and I think they were very impactful in this election. And that's why I really feel like she was she was targeted and singled out. You know, as a member of the legislative body, he is a state senator who was arrested for being in the rotunda. She was standing with her constituents. She was standing with people that she 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 actually believed in the call. And part of our freedom of speech, she had the right to do so. And because the, the legislation was in, legislature is in session, there was absolutely no reason for her to have been arrested.
1: Well, it's uh, it's very moving. You say you're from Selma, Alabama. Uh, and this is a very moving moment in history, I mean, because it is people like uh, Brian Kemp and the current attorney general of the United—well, he's not the attorney general anymore, uh, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, but he was the former attorney general of Alabama. He was the former U.S. attorney in Alabama, and it's the, the likes of Session and Brian Kemp uh, and Chris Kobach who are really serial— white supremacists, the, we have to be honest, who have made a career at a suppressing the rights of uh, black and brown people to vote. I mean, Jefferson Sessions as a U.S. attorney, as an attorney general